Welcome to Staying at the Table. I'm Matt Kistler, and I'm here with Tracy Saletta and James Beatty. We're friends in community, part of a church called Cornerstone Christian Fellowship in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Despite our many differences, we aim to stay at the table, which means we don't walk away from each other when we disagree. We believe the best of relationship comes when we are willing to listen to each other, show love, even when we continue to see the world differently. We are so excited to begin this journey with you. So you're going to find out that we truly exemplify one of our core values that we're going to talk about in another podcast, that we embrace learning and discovery. Because there's a few missteps in there in these first few podcasts, but we so loved each conversation that we decided to keep them in there. So in this first episode, we discuss what staying at the table means to each one of us. We hope you enjoy the show. We want to welcome you to the tough conversations we're having as a community. This is our first episode together. So today we're going to introduce ourselves a bit and discuss what it means to stay at the table. Talk about why we want to share these conversations with all of you listening. So Tracy, I want to invite you to share a bit about yourself. Maybe you can tell us a fun fact about one thing that's brought you joy during the pandemic. All right. Thanks, Matt. And I'm glad to be here. Um, I'm Tracy Saletta, as he said, and I'm a reverend doctor. I'm the pastor, actually, at uh, Cornerstone. And um, I was ordained in 2009 and um, have a, a doctorate in leadership of missional and church renewal. And just really glad to be here. We've been a part of these tough conversations for a while, so it's exciting to share this. So one of my fun fact during the pandemic is I'm actually an introvert that happens to talk a lot, but I am an introvert. And the fun fact is that I'm probably one of the rare ones that enjoyed the pandemic and the time off. And um, because of the books I was able to read, because of the time I was able to spend alone. I can imagine you ensconced in books oh, oh, totally, on your couch. Totally, yes. Enjoying the pandemic. Oh, yes. Many, 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 many books. And uh, spent a lot of time, you know, walking and, and in meditation and things. So, you know, it was, in that aspect, it was a, a good refresh. What about you, James? Tell us a little about yourself. Something that's been bringing you joy. Well, Thanks, first, doesn't Matt. he have to introduce himself? I mean, I already did, but okay. <laughs> uh, James Beatty, I have been in the Westchester, uh, Pennsylvania area now for about 10 years. So I moved here from Minneapolis, uh, me with my four adorable children, which are now grown people, my wife and uh, Janice uh, moved here from Minneapolis, previously Memphis, previously Chicago, previous Milwaukee, previous Ann Arbor. So we've moved around the Midwest a little bit prior to coming out to this part of the country. Um, my previous careers before going into ministry in, in this past year uh, was in engineering and in, also in business development. So working with Fortune 500 companies, uh, international travel, that whole paradigm. And it is refreshing to be outside of that paradigm and now into, I think, the full development of myself. 
in terms of a fun fact, I think it would be, well, the part about what brought me joy during the pandemic. It, I think it's my noon walks. Anybody mm-hmm. who's tried to reach out to me will, it doesn't matter what you're talking about, when you're talking about it. If it's 12.01, <laughs> you're going to be talking to me as I walk. And that is our agreement. If You can either hang up or listen to the birds in the background as we talk. And that allows me just to refresh myself to actually, it's a lot of times when I get it to, uh, to just speak with God just about what's going on with me. Mm. So that's been the one positive, I think, for myself during the pandemic. Nice. Well, and like I said, my name is Matt Kissler. I'm an elder here at Cornerstone Christian Fellowship. I have a wife. I have three kids. Um, I love to learn new things. And even more so, I, I work in the nonprofit space. I, I like to see organizations and communities develop the habit of learning, both reflecting on the path, responding to a better for a better future. And one thing that has particularly been bringing me joy recently is to see the development of my kids um, and being able to involve myself in that. So my son is seven and just learned how to play baseball. Oh, cool. And this was his first season playing Little League. And to see him go from, you know, he could throw the ball, but not that well. (laughs) <laughs> to a point where, you know, every day now he's like, dad, we're going to break the record of how many throws in a row that we can catch. And uh, the current record is 51. Fun. Cool. So Fun. Uh, just to, to be a part of that and do something together with him and with my girls, I don't want to <laughs> leave them out. Um, I love accompanying them. They play string instruments and just playing along with them on the piano has brought me a lot of joy. So, Moving forward, we're here we are, we're sitting around a table. I know you can't see us listeners, but we are at a table. And I think one thing that we want to talk about today is what does it mean when we say staying at the table? I know even people within our community, we use, this is one of our core values at our church, but a lot of people are unsure about what this means. So uh, James, what do you think it means to stay at the table? What does that mean to you? Yeah, I think I can try to answer this in, along two lines. One is a, a visual and the one is just act how we walk this out daily. And so I want to start with the one about how do we walk this out daily? Right? So we, you just mentioned that we're part of Cornerstone Christian Fellowship and we have a certain perspective of how we engage the Bible, how we engage uh, Christianity and our thinking about God. But we also engage with other people who are Christians that think very, very differently from us. <laughs> that is true. Right. And so in that, some of them, for whatever reason, have decided that they can't be a part of this community but at one point in time, we had a relationship. We mm-hmm. went to one another's houses. We under we know one another's children. We know where one right. another's work, and they have a profession. We had other points of connection, and because of some of the contentious topics of today, it becomes difficult for people to talk about them, and they get very emotionally charged when you try to talk about them. Uh, I was sharing with Pastor Tracy a few weeks ago, just an e- uh, text exchange that I had with one individual. 
and it was all the hot topics. That sounds like quite the text. Oh, it was. (laughs) (laughs) And I finally came to the point of just responding back. I am tired of engaging the boogeyman topics with you this way. Mm. This is not, none of that scares me and we need to do this differently. Right. And to my surprise, the individual actually texts back later, inviting me to an event. And I'm saying that's staying at the table. He knows where I stand. I know where they stand. And on all the hot topics of today, critical race theory, Black Lives Matter, abortion, LGBTQ, we are in disagreement. Mm. But we are also in discussion. Yeah. That's staying at the table for me. Nice. Right. And that's how we live it out. The visual that I'll share is, I mean, take the last supper or take any supper that you have with a group of people uh, that's a buffet or that is, even if it's not a buffet, you sit down at the table and unless the cook is just fantastic on every possible dish, there's some things you like at the table and some things you don't. But there's enough at the table that we all still eat. Mm-hmm. We pass the plate. We enjoy the conversation. We get filled together. That's staying at the table for me. Yeah, it's a good image. What do you think, Tracy? Well, you know, I've been in ministry in one way or another for 38 years. And in Cornerstone, 23 So I've seen a lot of people come and go over, as you were saying, James, theological principles, areas that, you know, are difficult, are hot topics. And I think the church has been developed around, if we don't agree, I leave, and in many instances, start my own denomination. Right. And instead, I don't believe that that's what Christ preached. There's a, there's a path of remaining in relationship in disagreement mm-hmm. and remaining in um, forgiveness and grace and trying to listen and learn rather than trying to make our point heard. And I think our culture as well as the church, is framed around my opinion is the one that counts. And if I believe I'm right, I vilify the other person who is in disagreement. And so staying at the table for me is not vilifying, but agreeing to disagree over topics, but landing on the higher call of love and of remaining in relationship. And, you know, when you talk about the table, I think of how many times Jesus sat down at the table mm-hmm. with people that were diametrically opposed to the way that he lived his life, right. yet he ate. And he showed them a different way through relationship, through the meal, which was mm-hmm. so important in that culture. I've been watching The Chosen. I don't know. Maybe you're into it. Maybe you're not. But... Jesus makes in the chosen, not the real Jesus, but (laughs) that character makes this point at the end of the last season, the second season, talking about like, this is what's going to happen if it's a truly 
new and inclusive community. If we're bringing together tax collectors and zealots and fishermen and all kinds of different people, you know, there's going to be tension. And the only way that we can stay as a community is to have something that draws us together. Yes. And and we're going to have to work through that. Like right. we, we can't imagine that we're going to someday all agree. That's not the nature of the community because that's not how it was founded. And I thought that was really interesting. That's amazing. And, mm-hmm. and kind of related here to me, Staying at the table, I've always thought about the one experience I've actually had at our church where, um, you know, there was, there was a disagreement and it was actually around my family. You know, we came and we talked to certain leaders and, you know, there was hurt. And I think that's common for a lot of people where, where things get said or actions are taken and it just hurts. But when my wife and I kind of regrouped, you know, we felt like Jesus wasn't asking us to just walk away, um, even though that would have been the most comfortable thing. And in that context, we were about to leave for Kenya for three years. And so we were literally moving to the other side of the world. Yeah. And so we had a choice. Do we stay at the table? Do we keep engaging in this place that had hurt us in some way? Or do we just give it up? And I think what we've seen is how by staying, by remaining in this place, not to the point where, you know, you know, reconciliation still has to happen. And, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, that doesn't mean that, you know, we can just keep hurting each other forever and ever. But in the context of both parties moving toward healing, we were able to stay and really enjoy the good fruit of community here. Mm. And and to me, that's kind of what staying at the table has meant. Yeah. So Matt, even as you were speaking there, the one thought that came to my mind is, are we, if we don't stay at someone's table, we're in perpetual running mode. Yeah. Mm. Because there's always an opportunity to hurt and to be hurt. Because we're all learning. So even if I reflect on what we just talked about, I have to think how now is the individual that knows about the text exchange because they were the individual and they hear this podcast. How are they going to feel that I said we had it, right? I didn't see any names, but they know who they are. (laughs) And if, if that individual is offended, I would hope that they would contact me and we have a conversation about that instead of us now breaking down. I give information that I hope is beneficial to them. They give me things that are beneficial to me. But if we keep running, I can't get any of the positives. And I was just thinking about that was you're saying if you're moving off to Kenya and you break relationship, so that's a run. Somebody in Kenya is probably going to hurt you. Now you're going <laughs> to run sure them. <laughs> <laughs> and we hurt them too. But wait, I want to add something to this. Can I comment yes, on yeah. what you said? Because I was part of the group that was on the hurting side, right? Of what you're talking about. But here's the beautiful thing about that is you stayed. Both of you stayed. And so while the um, situation was happening, I was clueless to the hurting, right? Everyone's a victim Mm -hmm. and everyone's a victimizer. Mm -hmm. I was clueless. 
but in the time that that you all were in Kenya and in the time that the things happened afterwards, you know, an epiphany came to me that was like, oh, my Lord, that was not a good situation. We did damage. And so you go back as the one in this instant, the victimizer, and, and apologize. And I think of what you have been in this community because you stayed. And, you know, now you're an elder. Stephanie was children's, you know, ministry leader. She is on the worship teams. You know, what you all as a family pour back into our community you know, we would have lost all of that. Yes. And I, I, you know, you know that I do this. I've written you guys letters going, can I tell you, thank God you stayed. <laughs> like every time I write you a note, I'm like, first, let me just say, thank God you stayed. So what a gift, what a gift to the community. And so what that brings up in me is what are we missing mm-hmm. when we run? And mm-hmm. what's the gr- growth opportunity when we run? Yeah. You know, when we what what are we losing in the growth opportunity when right. we run? Right. And the beautiful opportunity of growth when we stay. Yeah. Hurt, you know, it, it's a painful grow, but it's what fruit has been born because you stayed. Yeah. Well, so I know that one reason we wanted to start this podcast was to practice having these tough conversations, not just talk about the ones we've had in the past, but mm-hmm. have them together. Um, and, and also share some of the tools that we've discovered along the way. And I'm assuming we're going to discover as we, as we uh, meet together here regularly and encourage others to enter into the tables of community in their own lives. So Tracy, what do you hope that we can offer and receive while doing this podcast? I really hope that we can um, share some of the tools that we have learned, which I know we're going to do another podcast on that, so I won't bring them up now, but some of the tools and and how you live this out daily and and how, you know, even, even in the story you told, how did you stay? You know, what tools were, were used in that? But also having the tough conversations, hearing the disagreement, because we're going to bring other people in on this with us, people who have different opinions than we do, and and learning together in difficult conversations, how do you mutually submit to one another right. in a difficult space and and keep going and land in disagreement? but remaining in relationship. Yeah, what do you think, James? Um, in terms of what we offer and why we do this, um, what are we offering is just to be able to see the concepts, what we hope are coming out for people in the Bible. How would they, are they lived out in the 21st century? Right. It is amazing to me when we look at these things, there are biblical concepts that we preach about and talk about on Sundays and other services all the time. The breakdown happens when people are trying to transfer those type of things to the topics that are alive in their life and to do it accurately. What in the 21st century is as triggering, for example, to the religious community as it would have been when Jesus told the woman caught in the act of adultery, go and sin no more. Mm. 
unbelievably triggering yeah. to that community. And it seems like today we don't understand as Christians that are reaching out to people who unchurched, in church, see things a different way. How do you reach out to them? Uh, what, what does that look like today to be equally bold as Jesus was? Um, so I hope that's what people will see in some of these podcasts with the, the, the stories of today, the issues and attentions of today. I mean, find me a chapter where there's a, that, that Jesus is in intention with something. Right. And we want to live carefree. <laughs> right. I, I raise my hand. I want to live carefree. So maybe I'm in the wrong religion. I don't know. Um, but that's just not reality. So I, I'm hoping that throughout these podcasts that we can show how that uh, plays out, both in the courage that we have to address right now issues, and then second, in the maturity of how to talk through them. And through the tools that we're referring to, just through... Um. yeah, just the maturity of you don't run away from the tough topics. You don't uh, mentally bail out. How should people in that don't go to church or don't, under, or don't think church is for them, what does the church have to offer in terms of framing up how we can live life? So I hope we can, we can do that in these podcasts. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've enjoyed what we've shared already. And I think in our next episode, we're going to get to share more about kind of the core values that guide our conversations together. But in the meantime, well, Matt, before you go, uh-huh. why do you think religious communities shy away from some of these tough topics and just say, oh, it's sin. Don't do it. I think... Well, I mean, you might just get a little manifesto here. So, I mean, I, I think in within the church, I have seen a lot of situations where the whole structure is built upon a single understanding of truth. Like that's mm-hmm. what holds it together. Mm-hmm. You know, that whether it's the pastor or uh, denominational rules or whatever, whatever that framework is, there's one truth that, is understood to kind of hold things together. And whenever we disagree, there's an implicit understanding that one of us is wrong Mm -hmm. and therefore kind of by extension, one of us is going to hell. Mm -hmm. And so that's just too tough. Like if, if, if our identity and our future and our kind of standing as a Christian is all tied up with us agreeing and we know we don't agree, Mm -hmm. Let's just not talk about it. I don't know. What do you think? Well, what you're talking about is another one of our newest values that we have as a church community, which is being centered set, which is focusing on Christ Mm. and placing Christ in the center and recognizing that we, each one of us, have so many different areas and dimensions to our life. Some are so submitted under Christ's headship, others not so much, and recognizing that that it's a process, that we will forever be working to or learning how to focus various aspects of our life on Christ. And so it's not 
doing these things and some are in and some are out, or this is the way that you must behave in order to be in and in order to be out. But it is a focusing on Christ and a journey of understanding that all of us are in different uh, places in our life and dimensionally different areas of, in our own lives of focusing and centering on Christ, mm-hmm. and that it's a journey. And we're all, all of us on this journey. No one has attained that perfection yet. So that leaves a lot of room for the grace margin, mm-hmm. a lot of room for moving in in grace and yeah. mercy. So it's almost like for, from uh, thinking through what you were saying, Matt, that for those who aren't moving in the grace or focusing Christ at the center, I shouldn't say that because they're going to think I'm uh, I'm attacking them. <laughs> but but if the boundaries are set, mm-hmm. then how does that play out, right? I, I'm just trying to put those two thoughts together about where Cornerstone is standing right now in terms of center set versus one version of truth. One is in and one is out. One is going to hell. And one is not right, and uh, how the conversation starts to break down versus if it's centered, and uh, even that in itself creates a tension. And I think the thing that we've been wrestling with is not that there's nothing that we would say is kind of an absolute. Like we do have a core that you know we we acknowledge that we we cannot move away from and still faithfully call ourselves Christian. Absolutely. However, what's different is that that core looks a lot different than maybe others. Yes. So it's, it's, it's narrower, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and personally, I feel like <laughs> there's a lot of diversity in thought. Basically, everywhere you go, it's just we, we kind of pretend that we're all on the same page about whether it's baptism or... Yeah. Um, predestination yeah. or, you know, what are the end times going to look like? You name it. You know, like you, there, there's 500 different issues that we could all fight to the death about. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a lot of settings, there's just not a space to talk about it because we know what the, what the answer is supposed to be. And if, and if we don't agree, then, then we're out. Um, so we hide and pretend. So we hide <laughs> and pretend, but instead we, we've kind of narrowed that, um, and, and some people, you know, disagree and they feel like some of those things that you, you narrowed out, those are too important to have disagreement or to have diversity of thought on. And, you know, that's, that's part of the process of where, where do we, where do we, where do we land? It's yeah. good. All right. All right. Well, it's that, good. Good for our first one. It is. But it's going to make it hard for the person trying to understand what is Christianity that is saying, okay, who are you Christians? We'll get to that in another one. Absolutely. Okay. Stay tuned. You got to do, you got to listen to all of them. Exactly. <laughs> well, I want to thank everybody for listening today. I want to thank the amazing Dave Moore. Dave who's Moore. Who's on the other side of the all table. Right. Thank God for Dave. Who set, sets up all the sound, does all the engineering. And uh, in the meantime, we encourage you all to subscribe to Staying at the Table on wherever we're going to post this podcast. <laughs> Because I don't even know. I'm, uh, you know, I'm kind of ignorant. But uh, until we meet again, I hope each of you can find a table to stay at. Have Thanks. a great one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stay at the Table is hosted by Dr. Tracy Soletta 
James Beatty, and Matthew Kistler, and produced by Hear It Sound and Studio. Find out more about Stay at the Table at cornerstonewestchester.com. Thank you.